0: I want to um, talk to you today about something that uh, possibly might seem strange because it's um, coming up to Christmas. Uh, One of the things that really divides Christians throughout the world, uh, and I'm talking of people that come to church is a realization of what they really have in God. Uh, There are some people that know God as God, and there are some people that know God as their Father. And it's amazing how uh, relationship is so different. Some people don't have real relationship. And... um, One of the things that happened in the fall was that Adam and Eve were in the garden with God. And if you don't believe in Adam and Eve, you can't possibly be a Christian. Because if sin didn't come in by one man, then salvation can't come by one, uh, as is explained in Romans by Paul. And it's folly to suggest that Adam and Eve didn't exist. Um, And as for this nonsense that people like to purport That God created Adam and Eve And there were other men and women around Absolute folly and foolishness Um, It's totally unbiblical I'm a believer, a fundamentalist I believe the Bible What it says is true I don't conjecture about anything beyond what the scripture says uh, Because I don't want to become a fool But one of the things that happened, Adam and Eve had fellowship with God. And their relationship with God was such that in the garden, uh, the Lord came and talked with Adam. uh, And they had total relationship. As soon as sin entered in, relationship was broken. They hid themselves from God. And when God did come to have fellowship... They were hiding and he called to them. Where are you? Now God knew where they were. They didn't understand where they were because they hid themselves. There was shame came in. And with many, many people, they come to church, but the relationship has never ever been restored to that which God intends. They haven't come into full relationship. They've come into an acknowledgement of Jesus. But they haven't understood what God really intended to bring them into. With Moses, God talked with him face to face. When he came and he appeared and he wanted to talk to all the people, they said, no, 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 talk to Moses and let Moses tell us what you said. They wanted... Uh, relationship on the basis of blessing, deliverance, but not on the basis of personal relationship. God, you look after us. You be our God. But that's as far as it comes. We don't want any more than that. And a lot of people come to church, they're called Sunday worshippers. They'll come on a Sunday... Uh, And they'll go to church and they'll worship God. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thank you very much. Keep your distance. I give you my time at church. The rest of the week is mine. Now, there's shame in it. And relationships never built. And one of the things that happened in the dark ages is that people went to church the priest was the one who knew God um, and God wanted to bring us back to relationship and the reformation everyone says it's about justification by faith and that's true But more than that, Martin Luther began to understand that God was his father and he was a son. And that's not emphasized. Calvin understood the fatherhood of God. One of the reasons that society's attacked and families are attacked and we have the filth in the modern generation where they try and tell you that normal families aren't right is because they want to destroy fatherhood from off the earth. Because destroying fatherhood takes away the understanding of a relationship with God. God is my father. And... I want to come and explain to you something that's so important. One thing Jesus emphasized throughout his whole ministry was the fatherhood of God. If there was, people look at miracles, they look at blessing, but the one thing they forget right throughout his ministry, the one thing he wanted everyone to know, God is my father. I'm his son. And people always avoid that. Because when you start dealing with family and sonship and fathers, uh, it takes you out of the relationship of a God who's almighty and has law into a relationship I belong to him, I'm part of the family. He's my father. The whole relationship changes. And that is what's been robbed of the church. And so I want to talk about fatherhood. Look at the scriptures today. Uh, And I want to go to one gospel, mainly John's gospel. Where else could you go? Um, John had an understanding of it. And though we can find it in all the gospels, You'll find in John's Gospel, chapter 16. And in John 16, verse 26, At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father Himself loveth you, because you have loved Me, and believed that I came from God. I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world, and go to the Father. There's fatherhood. I came from God the Father. I go back to Father. He had an understanding. He wanted everyone to know. Hey, that's who I am. I belong to God the Father. Jesus, when he came, he knew. Mary was only his earthly mother. Mary wasn't the mother of God. She was the mother of Jesus, the man. God the Father was his father. Do understand that. Um, John 17, verse 4. It says, I've glorified thee on earth. I've finished the work that thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me in thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. The whole purpose of Jesus was to glorify the Father. Jesus wanted to introduce everyone on earth to the fact of who God the Father was. He's my Father. But he wanted them to understand what fatherhood meant. And he wanted them to understand what sonship meant. When you're born again, you become a son of God. When you're born of water and the Spirit, you're truly born. One of the things that's emphasized is... The baptism in the Spirit is to do with the Spirit coming, and the cry comes, Abba, Father. The witness of the Spirit is sonship. And I wonder why it is. So many people just speak in tongues, but when you really talk to them, you realize their revelation of sonship is non-existent. They don't understand that God's their Father, really. Oh, they'll say it because it says it in the Bible. But God wanted to put the witness of the Holy Ghost within us and sonship is the one thing that becomes absolutely abundantly revealed and that God is my Father. And I want to tell you, if you speak in tongues but you don't have that revelation, I wonder what spirit it is that got in you. One the Holy Ghost, you got the wrong ghost. Don't ever believe that just because a man speaks in tongues he's full of the Holy Ghost. Sonship is the most important thing. Hey, God's my Father. And Jesus all the time emphasized it. We're going to flick through Scripture and see. Turn with me to John's Gospel, chapter 1. John 1. You know, it's wonderful. When you've got a Bible, you can turn the pages of the book and you can't go wrong if you read it and believe it. No man, verse 18. Oh, let's take verse 17. The law... Was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. You don't see God at any time, he said, but the way to know God is through Jesus Christ. You, but you see, what, what he came to reveal was his Father. He didn't come to reveal an austere God of a distance. All the time, Jesus, when he came, he said, He's my Father. I've come to do my Father's work. I've come to glorify my Father. And he wanted everyone to understand God as Father. He wanted to take them off God as God and bring them into relationship. God is my Father. John 5 find it again, John 5 you remember Jesus um, uh, went down to the pool at Bethesda this is his story and he healed the man and and um, the man departed in verse 15 and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole and therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day but Jesus answered them my father worketh hitherto and I work therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he had not only broken the Sabbath but said also that God was his father making himself equal with God here's the problem the Jews had the problem with Jesus the biggest problem of all was that Jesus kept saying God's my father and when you start saying that there comes a relationship and an equality and they didn't like it they saw the miracle And what enraged them was first he did it on the Sabbath day. But what was even worse, he said, look, it's my father. And when he identified himself in relationship, family relationship, people got mad. They didn't like it. They went about to kill him. Because what people can't stand is relationship. You know, you can be a Christian... And you can have all kinds of religious things and no one will bother you. You can pass your life on earth as a a Christian going to a dead church with dead people, believing all the right things and impacting the world not at all. But you come into relationship with God and really know God as your Father and begin to do the things that Father says and boy, you'll find the world wakes up. And the religious people wake up. They don't like it. Anyone that has real relationship becomes a threat. And that is what true Christianity is. The Holy Ghost came to bring us into sonship. And when we come into sonship, we come into relationship. We know God as our Father. And that makes them enraged. The Spirit comes and His cry is, Abba, Father. Why? He witnesses that we are the sons of God. It's not our testimony, it's God's testimony. And anyone that's truly been birthed from above and the Holy Ghost has got hold of them, they come into a tremendous revelation. God's my Father. Now when God's your father, everything in life changes. All your understanding changes. It's no longer a God in heaven far away. Hey, I'm a son, I belong. It's so different. And that is the problem with Christians. You're either in or out. You're either religious and legalistic seed of the bond or seed of the free it says in galatians now the seed of the bond persecutes the seed of the free the free man knows his relationship with god the father hey they can't help hating you the seed of the bond will always persecute the seed of the free there is nothing worse than knowing someone who's a favorite They didn't like Joseph. Why? His relationship with his father was true relationship. His revelation from God was somehow different. Boy, did it get to his brothers. They decided, let's kill him. There's a tremendous envy in the heart of man when he sees someone who has relationship. Well, you know, his favorite. When you see relationships develop, jealousy and envy come in. Here's Jesus walking around. They're all religious. They all know the scriptures. They're, oh yes, they're smart. They can argue everything. Trouble is, they can't say God's my father. That they couldn't. And here's Jesus coming along. And all the time, all he emphasized was, He's my father. He's my father. And all oh, it got to them. It gets to Anyone that's that's the thing that I remember years ago I, I, I was I was in a, a place I was walking up a, a, a stairs in a, a, a building uh, just before a church meeting I was going to preach uh, and as I, I was walking up the stairs I looked in a room and there were about four or five people and they were crowded around this girl, about 18, who was wanting to be baptised in the Holy Ghost. And they'd been praying for her for about half an hour, three quarters of an hour. Uh, nothing had happened. I was just on my way up say that. I glanced in the door and saw So I, I walked in and I said, well, I said, what are you doing? They said, well, you know, she wants to be baptised in the Holy Ghost and can't and we prayed so I looked at her and I said look up at me do you really want to be filled? she said yeah I said alright I said go on then and the Holy Ghost just fell on her and overwhelmed her she began speaking in tongues and crying and laughing just like that and I walked out the door and as I was going upstairs one of the women who was there slammed the door shut And I heard her say, Why does it work when he does it? And not when we do. So, yeah, you got it right. It's all to do with fatherhood. Not to do with me and my power. It's to do with relationship. God's my father. He always hears me. It's different. See, there's a lot of people that pray a lot. They have to pray a lot because they haven't got (laughs) sonship. Sons don't need a pester. You see, if someone comes to you and they don't belong to the family, they'd have to beg you for things. Your your children come and, (laughs) hey. It's different. Isn't it? That's the way it is. That's what it, so enraged the Jews you see Jesus just did it because God's his father I, I mean that that's that's relationship it's not because of of anything else it's it's all to do with relationship most wonderful thing on earth relationship. they got so mad at him he said, Look. My father worketh hitherto, and I work. And oh, boy, how dare you say God's your father? Uh, John nineteen. John nineteen. when they really get so mad they want him crucified and they come to Pilate here's their big complaint verse 7 oh let's take verse 6 when the chief priests therefore and officers saw him they cried out saying crucify him crucify Pilate said unto them Take you him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, we have a law, and by our law he ought to die. Why? Because he made himself the Son of God. Boy, it stuck in their throat. The one thing they couldn't take was that Jesus was a Son of God, the Son of God. And he called God his father. And by our law, we've got to get rid of that. Do you know, it's still true. the seed of the bond and the religious people still want to get rid of people who have relationship. You've got someone who knows God. God speaks to them, and, and God's their father. And, and amazingly enough, sons aren't holy people. Uh, you know don't get in in the holiness kind of inverted commerce sense you know they're not like that at all sons are just normal people jesus had this awful habit of annoying them i mean he healed on the sabbath day he ate with unwashing hands he he was friend of publicans and sinners he 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 was totally nonconformist, and all the time he kept calling God his Father. It wasn't. It wasn't a religious person who was right. The one who, you know, wore phylacteries, the one who went about and made long prayers. Jesus never made long prayers publicly. Amazingly enough, he wasn't into prayer meetings. Uh, do understand that. In fact, he talked about Praying in private. You see, the easiest way to do nothing in life is to pray all the time. God wants you to preach. God wants you to share. God wants you to live. He doesn't want you to be uh, one of these people who spends all your life being religious. He's got enough religion. And Jesus came along... And he was just so normal, and he got these disciples who were fishermen. There was the odd doctor, and doctors are always odd, you know. And there was the odd tax gatherer; um, they're very odd. Uh, and, and he was—he was he just himself, and that got to them. And then the audacity when they start questioning him about what he's doing and what he believes he just says oh don't you know (laughs) I do what my father says I I hear what he says Um, my father's always worked a miracle happens my father's always worked now I work see oh got to them because their relationship was distant if it's God's will They hadn't got a clue what God's will was. If it be thy will, O Lord. Terrible. Shouldn't be praying prayers if you don't know it's God's will. Shouldn't be praying against God's will. Because Jesus said, when you pray, say, thy will be done on earth. Hmm? Should not pray unless you know God wants it. A lot of people pray for things God doesn't want very bad of you you know what God wants when you read the book that's the only way I believe in miracles why because God wants you to know he's a father it's so easy actually the Jews got so mad at this how can he say He's the son of God. By our law, he's got to die for that. They, 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 they weren't going to persecute him for, for any other thing. It was this relationship of father-son. It was just unbearable for them. See, none of them could say, God's my father. None of them could say they had that relationship with God. That's what was so infuriating they knew god as a far off you know god's in heaven we're on earth uh, and you know god's austere god's had got a judgment and they quake and they were full of superstitions they changed the law of god into the precepts of men they were frightened of god you know god's gonna zap you if you're not careful remember what happened king david got the ark of the covenant and he was taking on a cart someone stretched out their hand they just dropped dead you remember how the thunder and lightning and god said don't anyone get near that mountain you'll be dead if you do terrible and their whole idea was of an austere god a threatening god Moses didn't know him that way. Moses was a friend of God. He spoke with God. Abraham was a friend of God. You see, faith takes you into a totally different relationship. But then there's this legalism and religion that makes God somehow this austere almighty. And here's Jesus come along. And he does beautiful miracles and people love him. People are healed and the religious people. Come and he's saying, God's my father. Hey, there's a different relate. That's what got to them. And I tell you, it gets to people today. That's what makes them mad. You know, when, when someone isn't holy and religious, like they expect him to be, uh, and... The Lord alone knows. The one thing He couldn't accuse me of is being holy uh, or religious. I, I just, you know, I don't do that kind of thing. I'm, I'm not cut out of that mold. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm skin and bone, flesh and blood, like it or lump it, That's the way I am. But I tell you this: He lives in me. I know he's my Father. That's why things work. It's not that I pray hours. I don't. I pray all the time. But you see, I hear what he says and do what he says and things work. Sorry. You might work at it. It won't work for you. It worked for me. The reason it works for me, I know him as my father. So it's all to do with relationship, not to do with works. And he was saying, well, did you fast and pray for a miracle ministry? Never. Did you seek the gifts? Never. Well, how did it happen? I don't know. God's my Father, and when I pray, it just works. That's all. Always did. From the day I got born into life, I found that when I laid hands on the sick, they recovered. I found that devils fear and flew. Why? He lives in me. God's my father. I'm a son. In family, it, people that aren't part of my family, they'd have to beg me for things. You know, they could come and they could try, but they they're not in relationship. Not like I've got my son and daughters and. You know, and then grandchildren. They know. They've only got to ask. Why? Well, I suppose I spoil them rotten. Uh, But there you are. That's the privilege of a father. And I want to tell you, God's like that. He, He comes to bless us. He's never got a moment of hostility towards his children. He's full of love. I don't find many people know God like that. I, and do I take advantage of it? Not at all. That's not, that's not what it's about. You know, it's relationship. There's respect. There's understanding. That's what the world wants to get rid of. Ha! You don't need fathers, you know. Women's lib. That's what came in. They, they don't want people to know that it has to be fatherhood. You see, if they can destroy the image of the family, they destroy the very thing that God said on the earth. That's why they attack it so much. It's demonic. Don't make any mistake about it. They're trying to do the devil's work. It's evil. Family is what God created. You'll find it was uh, Adam and Eve and family. You'll find it was Abraham and Sarah, family. You'll find the children of Israel, family. God loves to produce what is in his image and likeness, family. And when Jesus came, he had an announcement, family. That's what made Him mad. And when Christians are truly born, they become members of the... And I want to ask you this morning, do you really know God as your Father? When the Holy Ghost came, did you enter into such a relationship that God's not far off and austere? Hey, He's your Father, and you know it. Not not some psychological trick, but the witness of the Holy Ghost... See, the Holy Ghost alone can bring you into that relationship. Outside of that, you're not a Christian. Sorry. You're religious, you go to church, but you're not a Christian. You might be very religious and very holy. You might pray all day. You might read your Bible and study... But I'm sorry, you're not a Christian. No, Christians are sons. They know. They know God is their father. And there's certain things about family. Uh, uh, You know, they're family traits. Um, Where am I up to? Uh, Let me go to... um, John 5, back to John 5. You understand what I'm saying? Huh? Is it plain? I, I don't want anyone to sit there and... Something healthy about a father, isn't there? Father's in charge of family. Every wife looks miserable when their husband's not head of the house. That doesn't mean that he's a tyrant. It just means he's taken his place in God and fulfills the function God intended. Hmm? And the wife becomes obedient. I've been married 30 years. I'm still working on it, but there we are. Uh, You know, the wife realises. Father takes his place. And her children realize who dad is. It's relationship, isn't it? Mother is, uh, has a different role than father. They want to blur all the idea of fatherhood and motherhood. They want to make everything as though hey, it matters. You see, the traditions and rudiments of the world want to take from us the very image of a God as a father. They don't want any longer there to be father and mother. The devil's ploy is let's make it that male and female, there is no real distinction. Well, there's a heck of a distinction. God made a distinction. Thank God he did. But there's something romance has gone out of life. Suddenly everything's robbed. You know, when, when, when I, I think when I was a, a young man years ago, you, you, you went to the cinema, there were, there were films which had romance and decency in them. Nowadays, it's violence. There was family in it. There was somehow, there was, there was decency. Nowadays, it's just perversion. You could go and, uh, and, you know, the baddies were always dressed in black and the goodies in white. You knew who was who. Nowadays, They make sin seem right. And you see, they're trying to take from us the very thing that makes a church so different from the world. That is the right relationship of father and mother, the right relationship in families. The right relationship with children. They want to rob us of the very thing. That's what I hated when I went to communist China. Uh, um, Ruth and I went there when it had just opened up to the West. And we went into some of the factories and the women were there working and their babies were dumped in a kind of kindergarten creche. And you could hear all the babies crying, and there were two women looking after about forty children while the mums all worked in the factory, and that was their job from morning to. They didn't look after their children, the babies. They went and worked because the communist way was everyone was only allowed one child, and it's still the way in China. And the mother's role wasn't allowed because the state brought up your children. They belonged to the state, not to the family. What hell? Same in Russia. It's evil. Communism wanted to destroy the family and take away the very image God set on the earth. And we need to be careful that we don't ignore what God planned. When we become Christians, the thing that's restored is family. The thing that's restored is my relationship to God. God is my Father. And Jesus came with that revelation... There was one thing he wanted everyone to know above everything else. That God was his Father. You'll find it right throughout John's Gospel. It's the most wonderful book. If you read it time after time, let's look. Let's look. John 5, verse 19. Then Jesus, then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth all things that he, that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Verily, verily, verse 19, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. One of the things that bothers me when I go around is people aren't aware of what God's doing. They don't have relationship with Father. They don't know what God's about. If you don't know what God your father's about, I'll tell you what, you'll end up doing what you think's right rather than what God wants. There's a sense in which you know, hey, hey, i come into a meeting i tell you sometimes i walk through that door and as i'm walking through the door and down the church i can look and i can see people and i know that'll be the day god will heal them i just walk in why i can see what father's doing how i don't know i just know i can go to places i know exactly what will happen I've seen what Father's doing already. And what He does, I'll do. Because it's His will. You see, it's all to do with relationship. It's not to do with prayer. It's not to do with power. It's to do with understanding. That's why Jesus said, You don't understand, see? Most Christians, they've got this idea, and it's a terrible idea, they've got the idea that if they pray enough, and they beg God enough, and they demand enough, something will happen. I've got news for you, it won't. But, become a son and you'll find everything changes. Sonship changes everything. You say, well, what about the unrighteous um, judge and the woman that nagged him? Jesus spoke about that. It's true, he did. But he wasn't talking about sonship. He was talking to the Jews. And I want to tell you, there's a difference between a son and a religious person. All right? Are you understanding me so far? Hmm? Hmm? most wonderful thing to be a son Jesus said look you see I can see what he's doing and whatsoever he doeth these also doeth the son likewise in other words Jesus was saying well I I can see what father's up to it goes on he doesn't leave it there um For as the Father, verse 21 as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth him, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honour the, uh, the Son, even as they honour the Father. So um, he that honoureth not the Son honoureth not the Father which has sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. You know, he that heareth my word and believeth him that sent me. There's two things necessary. One is you've got to believe in the sonship of Christ you've got to believe in the one who sent him and you've got to believe what he says you know his word is the most valuable thing it worries me how careless people are with the word of god worries me i look around sometimes and i see people whose lives get in a mess and where do you find them you don't find them in church wanting to get their life right with god so their life gets sorted out If your business goes wrong, the place you need to be is not out trying to rake up more business. It's in church, getting your life right with God. If you've got disease in your body, the last thing you need is more rest. The first thing you need is God. Thank God for medicine. Don't do away with it. I believe in medicine. But I believe in God more. I thank God that the gift of medicine is a gift from God. I believe in fighting for life, preserving life. I'm not against medicine. But outside of Christ and relationship, what are you prolonging? Hell on earth. I want to know him. Love him. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? I didn't ask you to like it. It, understand it <laughs> it's so simple isn't it hmm? john 14 john 14 14 14 8 and 9 ah i'm in acts 14 that's why i couldn't find the scripture i was looking for 14 john 14 Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet thou hast not known me, Philip. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? because i go unto my father look here do you notice where the works spring from believe me verse 11 i'm in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake look at the verse before believest thou not verse 10 i'm in the father the father in me the words that i speak unto you i speak not of myself but the father that dwelleth in me he doeth the works. The greater works are coming from true sonship. Most people take the verse out of context that I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. Get it in context. The context is fatherhood, sonship. The context is not a a baptized believer claiming he's going to do greater things than jesus did it's a realization who did the works you look in your bible who did the works it says who did them huh the father did them he said the words that i speak they're not mine they're the father's he doeth the works and the greater works when you come into relationship, know God as your Father. He does the miracles. It's God the Father that works. He's the one who's almighty. And and you see, people take that Scripture out of context and they believe that they can do greater works without understanding that it's all to do with sonship and God as your Father and He does the works and you're not doing it of yourself, you're not speaking of yourself, what you hear him say, that's what you share. That's where miracles happen. Miracles happen out of sonship, fatherhood. They don't happen out of your belief in certain scriptures. It's believing on him. And the whole time he's expressing, God's my Father. I only say what he says. He does the works. Jesus was always glorifying Father. John chapter 5. Go back to John 5. I just quickly want to go through the scriptures. So you go away. You can write them down. John 5, verse 30. I can do uh, I can of mine own self do nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will but the will of the Father which has sent me all right I can do I can of mine own self do what nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will but the will of the father which has sent me do you know a mark of a son is what will he lives by that's the mark of a son I always know who's in sonship and who isn't by whose will they're fulfilling whose desires they really fulfill on the earth are they fulfilling God's desires or their own are they using their prayers to get from God what they want or are they living for God you see if you're living for yourself you're self-centered but it's father's will I'm interested in I want to know what father wants (laughs) that's all it's just relationship changes attitude if the attitude's not changed, I'm telling you, the relationship isn't there. Or if it was there, you've ceased to walk in it and you need to get back to it. You've become a prodigal son. You've gone off into a far country to do what you want with the gifts God gave you. Time to get back in the Father's house. John 6. Or let's take uh, John 5, verse 36. But I have a greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father sent me. God always has a purpose in a son. Uh, Five thirty six. See, he says, the works that I do, what I do and accomplish, they show that the Father sent me. I'll show you my faith by my works. Well, if you haven't got works, what have you got? Nothing. You've got to produce something out of life, haven't you? Hmm? Hello? If you're a son, you produce. John 6, verse um, 37, says this, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out... For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Look, at Jesus had a purpose in life, was to do God the Father. He said, I came down from heaven to do his will. And because I came to do his will, look what happens. All oh, verse 37, that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out, for I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. God the Father knows what he wants you to do in life. Therefore he'll send you the people that he intends to come. That's why I found it amazing how some people think that there's, there's different ways of going out and getting people in churches. You know, let's have a pop concert. Let's do this. Let's go to the housing estate, send a coach. Offer them free food, free clothes. Let's offer them furniture. Let's do this. And and it's all social work. You're a child of God. God loves you. He's your father. He freely gives us all things to enjoy. He intends us to be happy people. Fulfilled people. God's good to us. He's a good God, isn't he? Don't ever get this, oh, oh, oh. Some people wake up in the morning, oh, I don't feel well. They lie down. It's dangerous. Get up. Worries me. God intended us to do his will on the earth. You'll never ever go wrong by fulfilling God's will. But hey, you will make yourself sick doing your will. Not mine own will. Do you believe it? Do you believe we're like Jesus? He lives in us, I live, nevertheless, not I, but Christ liveth in me. You know, the healthiest way to live is the Jesus way. Whatever Father says, that's what I'll do. I'm living for Him, not for myself, for Him. John 8. Quickly, just go through the last scripture because um, John eight, verse twenty six. I have many things to <laughs> to say, but I'm not going to get through them all, and to judge of you. <laughs> but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spoke to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When, the son, when you have lifted up the Son of Man... Then shall you know that I am he, that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. You know, the wonderful testimony of sons is they do what pleases the Father. The wonderful testimony of children is they want to please their parents. you know that's why it's important you fathers to praise your pa- your kids because they want to please children want to please their parents and i'll tell you this they need to learn that there's reward in pleasing parents they need to know that because we need to know that we want to do always those things that please the father i want to please god not myself don't you Hello? You're awake here. I want to please him always. We should all be father pleasers. 8, verse 42. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceed forth from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Um, verse fifty four. Let's look at that. Jesus answered, If I honour myself, my honour is nothing. It is my Father that honours me, of whom you say that he is your God. Do you know? He's turned round to the Jews, he said, Hey, you've got the problem. God's my father. and you say he's your God. See, they could never call God their father. That's one thing they just couldn't do. They couldn't come into that relationship and honestly say God was their father. Jesus kept saying, he's my father, he's my father. And that made them mad. That's why they crucified him. (laughs) They didn't crucify... The biggest accusation they had was, you've made yourself the son of God. They couldn't stand that thought kill him that is always the way of a religious person they have God but they don't have sonship they have a knowledge of God but they don't have a relationship with God and for a Christian it's different he's my father hey he loves me he's always on my side you'll find um, John 10 in John's Gospel chapter 10. Verse 25. John 10:25 Jesus answered them, "I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you believe not because you're not of my sheep, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. And do you know you become one with God when you're born again? You're, the Quakers used to say you're godded with God. God lives in you. Doesn't mean you're equal with God. No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, God becomes your Father. Christ lives within. He said that I and my Father will come and make our abode with him that does the words that I speak. You'll find in um, verse 37. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Jesus is saying, okay, if you can't believe me, believe the works. Can't accept it, believe what's happened. You've got to believe it. All the time, fatherhood, sonship. You'll find it over in John 12, verse 45 to fifty and verse 48 and um, John 14:10 20 to 23 if you wrote them down you can look at them in your own time um i want to challenge each one of you this morning cuz really it's a challenge do you know God as your father i mean really Do you know you're a son? Really, no. No, no, I'm not asking do you believe it. Do you know it? Do you know relationship so that you're not straining to find God? You're not straining to get near to God. You know, my my children and my grandchildren, they don't strain... They don't make an effort to come to me. My son is a bit old now, older, but he doesn't strain. I'm still his father, my granddaughter. She's my granddaughter, Danielle. And she's embarrassed, too. Uh, but she doesn't strain. I'm grandpa. My son never strained. Hey, he knew he was my son. My daughters knew they belonged to me. They knew I was their father. They knew they had a right to expect me to be their father. I find there are people struggling because they don't know a relationship. I never struggle with God. I don't try and get through to God. There's not a talk. You know, people pray through what? Pray through what? A fog? A fog? Father, I talk to God. Hey, I'm a son. Oh, you know, you've got to battle through the spirits. What spirits? He lives in me. Darkness doesn't, light does. Oh, you've got to really seek him. Why? He's not lost. I know where he is. He lives in me. And there's all this Christian paraphernalia and doctrine and teaching thats totally false we're sons of God we're God's favorites we're special we're born from above when the spirit came he put in my heart a cry father I know him as my father I belong to him I'm part of the family it's not a stra- uh, prayer isn't strain, prayer is delightful hey, I can talk to my father about things and he understands everything uh, and it's not a, a you know, strong. oh God that's not f- sonship, that, that's futility ignorance shows you're not a son you're a seed of the bond. But when you're free, you belong. You belong in his presence. It's your home. You're never estranged from him. You're never put off from him. You're never shut out from him. Jesus said, my father, he never leave me. I've only come to do his will. I've come to say what he says. Do what he does. I see what he's thinking. I hear his words. So easy. There's a life lived in freedom. There's a life lived beyond The natural life. It's called relationship. You know the relationship by the book. But this book, without relationship, can kill. But when you're born from above, every word becomes life to you. Health to your bones, life to your being. This book becomes the most precious love letter of all. God is my Father. He loves me. I'm so precious to Him. I only want to please Him, I want to do His will, I want to lift up His name. I want to glorify him I want to extol him I see what he's doing in the earth and I join my hands with his I understand his ways I understand his thoughts I understand him That is the truth of a true Christian. My question to you this morning. Is that how you live? Do you look up into his face and know you belong to him? Do you understand him? Do you understand your relationship to him? That's the difference between one who is and who isn't a Christian. That's the difference between one who's born and one who isn't. The most miserable thing in the earth is to be religious. most wonderful thing is to be a son there's healing there's transformation there's life there's everything Is everything to me I belong in his house the servant comes in and out For the sun abides. I meet many servants. That's why they pray every Sunday. We come into your presence. (laughs) The suns don't go in and out. Lots of people live in the wrong realm. But God wants to bring us into sonship. That's why He sent the Holy Ghost to be a witness. This morning, where are you? What is your relationship really? How do you live? Can you come before God knowing that He always hears you, that He loves you? That's my question. Let's all stand. I just want you where you are to close your eyes. You know there's a power here that is greater than you know. God works. He's here to work for you on your behalf. He's not afar off. He wants to bring you into sonship to life. He wants to bring you into his reality. Father, I just pray for everyone here, Lord. Lord, for some, what's been said is a mystery. They don't understand. For others, they've gone and dwelt in a far country. They've left their first purpose which was to do your will and they've gone to live their own life and they need to return to Father's house for others there's the joy of just knowing who we are in you so wonderful Lord I just pray for each one You're the true and faithful witness, O Spirit of God. Witness in every heart this morning. Lord, take the words that have been spoken. Let them reach down into the heart of man. Holy Ghost. Lord, I just pray that each one of us may say... I only want to do that which pleases the Father, my Father. I want to do things that delight his heart. I want him to have my life. I want him to be everything to me. His will is the only thing that counts. Can you say that this morning? Can you truly say it? I know each one. The word will apply in a different way. This morning what I want you to do do what Jesus did all the time he confessed it he's my father I belong to him I'm his son can you say that this morning with your own lips Can you make a resolution this morning? I want to please you, Father. I want my whole life to be pleasing to you. Right where you stand. What I want you to do this morning, not pray to anyone else, but open your mouth and quietly, very quietly, just speak to the Father. Open your mouth. Tell him who you are, what you are, what you want to do. Go on. Don't speak it to anyone else. Relationships, communication. It's time you communicated with God as your Father. For some of you have gone away and lived as though you're in a far country doing your own will it's time to say hey father that's silly I need to come back to you I want to be a true son I want to live like a son go on each one of you you speak it out to him this morning With the mouth, confession is made into salvation. It's your mouth. It needs to confess it today. You need to open your mouth and speak. Don't speak to anyone else. Speak to God. Father. Father. I belong to you. I'm yours. I want to delight your heart. I want to live for you. Can you say I want to do your will? I want to be what you want me to be. Go and lift up your head. Don't hang it down. Lift it up. Speak out. Lift up your hands. Lord Jesus, I just pray for each one here. Lord, you always hear me. I curse every disease, every bondage, every affliction. Lord, everything that grips the body. You send me forth to break every yoke, to loose every fetter. And in Jesus' name, I do it now. Lord, I curse every disease, all that would afflict your children. You've no powers, no rights. Jesus is almighty. Lord, just let your healing power flow right now. Right now. right now go on you receive it right where you are talk to him say Lord I receive it Lord I open my heart to you all that you are and have I receive it I receive my healing I receive my deliverance it's mine right now if you confess it it'll be so go on speak it out go on speak it out Devil's a liar. He lost power 2,000 years ago. He's no rights. Jesus is all powerful. Amen. Amen. Some of you look so uncomfortable. Oh, well, that's it. I'll do what God tells me to do. Let's lift up our hands to heaven for these dear ones who send in prayer requests. Father, I thank you. You always hear us. <laughs> we are your sons. We're born from above. Lord, in your mercy and your grace, send forth your word and release these dear ones. Lord, from this day, everything's going to be different. Lord, every fetter broken. From this day on, let us hear good reports of the good things you've done. And Lord, let us from this day please you. Let us live for your will, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.